When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I asked this question. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And this question was asked of Ron Rivera yesterday saying, hey, uh, why, why are you the only one lagging behind the division? Quarterback. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How about that? It took five weeks to get that soundbite, huh? The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests, CBS Sports broadcaster Ian Eagle, actor Nick Turturro, Fox Sports rules analyst Mike Pereira, plus Lakers owner Jeannie Buss. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku Channel 210, here on so many terrestrial radio affiliates coast to coast, and the Odyssey app, Sirius Channel 218, XM 202, 992 on the app. We say hello to everybody out there. And if you have this empty feeling, if you have this feeling that you're a little bit out of sorts today, I know what it is, and that's why we're here for you. It is because we looked it up. Last night was the first time in three nights that the United States collectively weren't freaked out over a dreadful roughing the passer call. That did not happen for the first time in three nights last night. Nice. Um, there was a, a, a roughing the, the, the pitch that we saw in Houston, um, and we'll talk about that on this program. Uh, as the baseball divisional series are up and running, um, week number six is right around the corner. There is NFL news a popping everywhere. Uh, we're four wide today on the guest list. The aforementioned roughing the passer business. Mike Pereira, the Fox Rules analyst, my buddy from back in the day at the NFL, former NFL uh, top uh, NFL ref. Uh, he will be joining this program. Uh, we've got a lot of basketball on the mind. Uh, Ian Eagle kind of straddles both worlds, the NFL and the NBA. He's the voice of the Brooklyn Nets. He's one of the best calling games not just for Westwood One, but for, of course, CBS with my buddy Charles Davis. He's first up in about 18 minutes' time, and the controlling owner and president of the Los Angeles Lakers, Jeannie Buss, will be here in hour number three as the Lakers are opening up the season against the Golden State Warriors, and yes, Draymond Green will be in that game because Steve Kerr announced that Draymond Green is returning to the team to practice tomorrow, uh, expected to play in the final preseason game on Friday, and then tip off on Tuesday. Warriors and Lakers. Jeannie Buss will be here to talk about her side of the equation, which is the Los Angeles Lakers. She will be here uh, in hour number three. And then to help us uh, hash out all the baseball, diehard Yankee fan and absolute uh, insane person, Nick Turturro, is <laughs> making his way to the studio. Our buddy from uh, from NYPD Blue and, and now uh, here on the program. He's made multiple appearances. I love his passion for 
for baseball and certainly the Yankees and the Yankees uh, got through a game one of their series. The Dodgers win game one of their series. The Phillies shocked the Braves yesterday and the uh, the Houston Astros. What a remarkable come from behind win against the Seattle Mariners. Chris Brockman, good to see you hey, in Rich. your spot. What up, what up? Uh, DJ Mikey D is off. Jason Feller, uh, for those uh, who are not watching on Roku Channel 210, is interestingly enough swapped out his one in four Raiders hat for a Los Angeles Dodgers hat. That's wow. very interesting that you why. did that. Wow. It's interesting that he did that. Called him out on that. Good to uh, see you, TJ right. Jefferson. Like the candle. Good well, to see you, sir. Candles lit. You just put Jay Felly on blast, Rich. I, mean, oh, I just noticed wrong. that. I mean, <laughs> of all the, you know, of all, it, I, I'm not saying you're not a Dodger fan. I just think that's an interesting choice of lid. <laughs> Interesting choice yeah, well, of yeah. Well, in the in the uh, in the NFL world, uh, roughing the passer penalties are are, are uh, on everyone's minds. And you just then, roughed the feller. I just roughed the feller. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, roughing the member of the media is what's uh, first up here. Very rare that you see a National Football League player charged with misdemeanor assault for something that happens on the field of play, and it was technically on the field, but not in play. It was out of bounds and then figuratively out of bounds as well when Devontae Adams shoved over a credentialed member of the media who did not see him coming, and Adams didn't see the other guy coming. And um, he got in Adams's way just after the loss to the Chiefs in which Adams thought he had a game potentially, um, well, a, a game-altering and result-altering third-down catch, incomplete, and then he runs into his t- colleague, or his colleague runs into him, and Hunter Renfro, and we all thought that that would be the collision involving Devontae Adams that we'd be talking about for quite some time in their bye week since that fourth-down play uh, went nowhere because of that collision. And then Devontae Adams, you can't say collided with this member of the media. The member of the media got in his way, and he shoved him over with a two-hand shove. And today... Uh, this credential member of the media, I guess, is getting what he was looking for, which is a misdemeanor assault charge from Kansas City authorities on one of the best players in the game and one of the best people in the game in Devontae Adams. You can't shove a member of the media over. You can't do it, and the NFL should take care of this business. And I think they will. I think Devontae Adams is going to get a game suspension when he comes back from his bye week. He's going to have an extra week off, which is a problem for the Raiders at one and four and Adams uh, apologized to the guy uh, on Twitter and then said something at his locker after the game I have no idea if uh, the guy has heard from Devontae Adams or not I, I imagine he will now if he already hasn't or at least he'll take his call now uh, the member of the media um, who is a freelancer apparently for Monday Night Football for uh, ESPN um claiming to the authorities in Kansas City that um, suffered whiplash and also a uh, minor concussion, which I don't know what that means. As we all know, either your brain is slammed against the side of your head and or it has not. I, 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 I will just say this. I think the league should suspend him for a game, but criminal charges is... Uh, is something that I I hope we can avoid. Yeah. And uh, if Devontae Adams needs anybody to help petition the court to talk about his character and moral character and who he is as a person, I will I will provide that document and that testimony. 
because this guy does not deserve criminal charges on his record. And I'm just assuming he'll call up and we'll, we'll figure something out and this will get expunged. But he can't do it and let the let the NFL handle this thing. I guess I, you know, if you're shoved over, you you want your figurative pound of flesh. But do you really think he should be suspended the game? Or yes, you the- cannot shove a member of the credentialed member of the media over. You can't do that. Period. End of story. It doesn't matter if you're a freelancer. It doesn't matter anything. Correct. Doesn't matter if you're Joe Buck or you're the guy who's running after the Steadicam operator, so you could remove that heavy piece of equip of help remove that heavy piece of equipment from your colleague with your stand, which is what he was running or walking. And then the NFL will have to take a look at yet another loophole that they didn't see coming, or maybe they they can rope off the the tunnel area maybe in these maybe these older stadiums i mean there's usually four tunnels there's one for each team because it leads to the the locker room you rope it off until every player is off is that what you have to do usually there are you know some folks there helping direct traffic but this dude was walking with his head down in his stand and here comes Devonte adams who can't shove the guy over the ultimate wrong it's place it. wrong time yeah. No, Rich, I, I was asking this pre-show. Do you think there's like a Jimmy Johnson thing here where, you know, Jimmy Johnson always said different guys have different rules. If Troy Aikman does something, it's one thing. Uh-huh. Number 53 on the right. roster. Got Devontae Adams who has no history of doing anything like this. Ever. This he, is I so mean, out of character for him. There's even a video on Twitter where someone was like, this is really Devontae. He knocked the guy down as a member of the Packers. Ran over, picked him up, put his hat back on and made sure he was okay. So do you feel like there might be an instance where it's like, this guy has no instance of this, or is right. it just like, no. I would say that for the authorities that have charged him, but if you're the NFL and you've got credentials members of the media just doing their job and you happen to cross paths at, at the wrong time with somebody and that person gets shoved over by a member of the National Football League, you have to, you have to do something about that, no matter who it is, and I love this guy. I love him, and I'm more than happy to give a testimonial to whatever authority that might actually put something on a criminal record for him to say this guy doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Look, he's Jody Foster's favorite player, Rich. 844 is true, too. (laughs) Or I thought it was Jordy Nelson back in the day as well. Well, she changed it to... I know. Well, both of them helped her fantasy leagues. Mike McCarthy just announced moments ago, it looks like Cooper Rush again. Yeah. It'll be Cooper Rush against the Philadelphia Eagles. I've said this over and over and over again. I'll say it again. It's Dak's job when it's time for him to get back. And if he's not ready right now, this sounds great to me, man. Keep on keeping on. You've won four in a row with this guy. He's not making any mistakes. And if you lose to the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia, you you know, so it's. I don't remember the last time the Cowboys did sweep their division. This is exactly the one game that you'd think that they would ha- they would lose on the road in division is against this team with their backup quarterback. This team that is the one that uh, is still remaining the lone remaining undefeated team. You already have a win against the four and one Giants in their building in your back pocket. This is house money as far as I'm concerned for the Dallas Cowboys. House money going into Philadelphia. With your backup quarterback. Let Dak just sit. You got games coming at home after this for the Dallas Cowboys against Detroit and Chicago. You want him to have a nice soft reopening of the Dak business before their bye week? Perfect time. And if you win, this is just, I mean, you want to talk about house money. 
I mean, this is Jones Mahal money is what that would be. <laughs> if, if he wins, there's a full-on controversy. No, there's not. If he wins and plays well, what if he has the 300 yards and three touchdowns? It's not a full-on controversy. The full-on controversy would come when Dak returns, not if, when Dak returns and they start and playing 500 yeah. football potentially mm-hmm. and the offense isn't as efficient and the mistakes that Cooper Rush doesn't make by turning the ball over and giving up short fields occurs with Dak. Yeah. That's when the full-blown controversy hits. When it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, Dak's back, and we love that idea. Of course he's going to get the job back. He's the guy. You don't lose your job due to injury, unless, of course, your name's Tony Romo. But you don't lose your job due to injury here if you've got a $40 million a year contract, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's another one. That's it. Yeah. So the full-on controversy is when Dak gets the job back. Let's just say he does get it back against Detroit and the Lions show up and play like it is their Super Bowl and beat him. Or Justin Fields puts it all together and beats him. Or when they come back and they go to Green Bay and they lose to Green Bay coming off a of bye week and Dak makes his return then and it looks rusty. And then Mike McCarthy, everyone's going to look at him and say, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to put Cooper Rush back in or not? And Jerry has everybody around him after a game and a post-game loss scrum. And what happens then? That's when the heat will get on. Yeah. But in terms of Dak starting this week, I'm like, cool. don't. You don't have to. Cooper Rush starts this week? Cool. Exactly. House money. You've won four in a row. You've already won more games than you thought you would with yeah, Cooper absolutely. Rush in there. When Dak went out, it was the four to six weeker. The four to six weeker, you can make it seven weeks. Give him the full two months back. That'd be ideal. Do it because they're not going to lose all three of these and go into their bye week at four and four and can't wait for Dak to get back. They're yeah. going to win those games at home. They should win those games at home. And I know those are the dangerous games in the Jones Mahal over the previous years. <laughs> hey, it's the games that Dallas should win, a la against Denver. What was that last year? Yeah, but I told you we were going to so, lose that game. So, so those are the games that that Dallas loses, but those those are not they're winning. That's not this year because they're winning games that they shouldn't win over the last four weeks with a quarterback nobody thought they were going to win four games. They were already like again, if he was out seven weeks, you'd say, hey, four wins. He'd sign for that right now Absolutely. in a row. Also, remember, in a row, remember he wasn't on the original fifty-three man roster. Well, remember? they were doing that just for, <laughs> just for were, but yeah, yeah, but he was yeah, still were. not. He was an unrostered player. <laughs> I guess he could have. I guess he could have run to another team at that point in time. But I mean, he. I'm sure he knew the deal. Hey, though. bottom line is house money, not a big deal. Don't worry about it, Cowboys fans. It's all good in that hood. Yeah. Even if they lose, it'll be like next time they see him, well, we had our backup and what have you, and Cooper Rush can't win them all until he maybe does. And even if he does go into the bye week 7-0 and and has the Cowboys 7-1, and Dak's going to get the job back. And if they don't perform as well in that run that we saw that Cooper Rush is on right now or doing, that's when the heat will be on, and that's when the popcorn will be ready. For sure. But not this time. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have made an announcement of their quarterback starting this week. It's Skylar Thompson. The The uh, opinion of Mike McDaniel and saying who it is now is fantastic. Again, he's one of my favorite new coaches in the last 20 years. Uh, we will uh, hit uh, that uh, for you on this program. My Power rankings. I have my top ten. There are two new teams in my power rankings. Two. There are many power rankings. This one is mine. 
I love my new drop, and I love doing power rankings, and I say that with a straight face. <laughs> um, what made the turn, Rich? Oh, we got a new animation for it. We, we, oh, yeah, it's oh, the new visuals. That's just for the Roku viewing audience. It's just for the Roku Let's channel, too, Tech folks. I love that you turned the corner on this. Things you didn't, like, you know, you know listen what? and, and you power guys, rankings. You guys are right sometimes. You guys are right sometimes. <laughs> not, not often. Nick you just made the list. Thank you. Nick Totoro is making his way to the studio. I can't wait to talk baseball with him. We're trying to give you new and interesting ways to talk about the sport that we all love, and we hope you do too, as there are now eight teams left uh, in Major League Baseball's postseason with four of them having a one-game-to-none lead. His team, the Yankees and mine, uh, are one of those four teams. Uh, same thing with Jason Feller, who loves the Dodgers as much as the Raiders. He really does. He does. He does. He still got the Raiders helmet right there. Okay. Very good. He does, in all he fairness. Does. He <laughs> does. Um, and uh, we've got Jeannie Buss in studio talking about the Lakers. We'll Ooh. talk about what's going on with the Warriors and Draymond Green. Mike Pereira on why we're seeing these roughing the passer calls out of the blue. And then, of course, there's Ian Eagle who joins us next. The voice of Brooklyn Nets basketball and one of the best calling football and so much more. One of our favorites. Always fun when Ian calls in. We'll chat with the bird when we come back on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at The Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. I love listening to this guy call games, certainly when he does it with another great human in Charles Davis on CBS. He's also the voice, one of the voices of Westwood One, uh, coverage of the National Football League as well, and the voice of the Brooklyn Nets. He's a voice, but he's also a face, and he's a friend of the program back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show prior to calling Giants-Ravens. How about hey, that? Hey, big game. How about that one? 
uh, on CBS, which I believe is still America's most watched network. Uh, Ian Eagle back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Ian? Uh, I'm a human being, Rich. I'm a full-formed human being. <laughs> Please don't don't just think of me as a voice and a face. There's more to me. There's there's layers. There's levels. Mm, deep. I didn't know that. So uh, so let me reintroduce you. Ian Eagle, fresh off his ayahuasca vacation here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Completely in touch with every fiber of his being right here on the program. Is that a better introduction then? Yeah, Is no, that was... Uh, now I feel <laughs> completely full. Thank you, Rich. Yes, sir. Great to talk to you. How you doing? Bob? I am well. I am well, man. I do love listening to you and Charles Colgan. Is he one of the greatest human beings on planet Earth or what? He Charles is. Davis. He Isn't is he? He is a really good person and so prepared and passionate oh, yeah. into it every single week. Uh, if, if you could see what leads up to Sunday for him. Mm -hmm. It is a full commitment and immersion into the game that we're doing, and that's what makes him great at what he does. It's not limited to, oh, yeah, watch a couple pieces of tape and show up and have a little bio. He he just goes into other places that uh, I've, I've been blown away in our two plus years together. And then, of he course, if, you, if you're doing a Saturday Night Live reference to Tyler Bass, he'll get that, too. Um, you know, <laughs> he, will. he will get he's very strong. He's very 70s, oh, yes. 80s references. Big time. I think by his own admission, uh, the aughts were a blur. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> That he can really hang on the aughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, man, when you got your schedule prior to the season, I don't know if you were circling Giants-Ravens. I don't know if that was one you were circling, but, man, we can circle that. You know, we can definitely man. circle that. What a game this is you got uh, coming up this weekend. Iron yeah, Eagle. great great story, obviously, with the Giants. And I think the reminder, Rich, you, you live in this world every day. So uh, you're reminded of how difficult it is to win in the NFL, to turn around a franchise, to get players to, to really buy into what you're doing. I think it's the toughest sport as a head coach to truly get the buy-in. You're talking about 53 players, 10 practice squad, and that's rotating, so you have different personalities coming in. So 63 players a week to believe in what it is you're selling on a daily basis. And for Brian Dable to come in with basically the same roster, some adjustments here and there. But for, for the, the most part, it's the same team that won four games last year. And now they've won four in five weeks. So it speaks a great deal to his leadership, to his vision, and to the players absolutely following him and believing in him, it's, it's probably the biggest surprise, in my mind, of the NFL. If you're going to look for the most positive surprise, I'd say it's the biggest one of this young season. I mean, and I know, I know you probably haven't spoken to Dable yet, but the, the credit he is, um, I do believe, rightfully receiving um, for this 4 and one start from his two-point uh, attempt in week one yeah. in Tennessee, that that did actually work. I'm sure Josh McDaniels is sitting here right now saying, please tell me how that feels, you know. And um, you've got also Daniel Jones's success, Saquon Barkley's reemergence, but the defense is also playing significant football right now. Uh, what, to what do you, you know, attribute? Again, uh, it, is, it is interesting watching a coach kind of turn this thing around. 
with Dayball. Ian. Yeah, and we we hear the word culture. That that's the biggest word when right. a new coach takes over, a new GM takes over, and that's really difficult. It's difficult to change the way that people think in any given facility or what they've grown accustomed to. I think he just brought a lot of positivity, and I do think there was a mentality from him and from the GM. So let's give credit to Joe Shane, who came over from Buffalo, that they're not going to just go with guys if they're making big money. That, oh, they were signed a huge contract, so automatically pencil them in. They're the starter. So when you recognize in training camp into preseason that you're an undrafted free agent or you're a lower draft pick, and you are truly on the same plane as someone that's making $9 million that year or signed to a long-term contract, that's a true competition, it's a true meritocracy, that changes things, and it changes things in a hurry. Uh, the other part, defensively, they've been really aggressive. Wink Martindale, that's a nice subplot for this game with Baltimore, four years as the defensive coordinator, 10 years under Harbaugh in Baltimore, and the roots go back even longer than that. He coached under, under Papa Harbaugh mm. in the college ranks. So Martindale has been a big part and has been intertwined with the Harbaugh's for many, many years. Really aggressive, uh, more blitz packages than we've seen in previous years for the New York Giants, and then not making the big mistake on offense. I know sometimes it sounds simple, but for Daniel Jones, nobody questions his physical ability. Nobody questions what he brings to the field. The issues for him had always been that one big mistake late in a game, an interception, a fumble, a poor decision. And those just haven't happened this year. Can they keep this going? Is it sustainable given all their injuries? I don't know. But I do know that there's at least some feelings of optimism now that that the Giants have the right people in place. Well, it makes sense that Wink Martindale is bringing the heat because he did that all the time as the host of Tic Tac Doe, right, Ian? He did. You know, he remember did, that? Man. Remember that dragon? Whenever <laughs> they would find the dragon, those unsuspecting players of Tic Tac Doe? Joe. If, if I can yeah. work in various game show host Please. games over the course of this broadcast, who, who would you most want to hear? <laughs> which, which game show host would tickle your fans? Mm, wow. You know, I, I, there's nobody named. Can you look up Brockman the roster? There's nobody named Jim Perry on there, right? There's no Jack. Uh, what? Uh, Bill Cullen? Is there a Bill? Is there a Cullen? Great. Is there a Cullen? Great. I'm trying to go down. I'm trying trying to go on the list. Doesn't even matter. I don't even need a name that connects. I'll just find a way to mention. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. It <laughs> Jim Perry hosted ten different game shows. Oh, dude, Card Sharks! Come on now. But don't, mess, don't mess with this right now. No longer with us. He passed away in 20. Oh, sorry. He, he passed. He passed. Oh, he's just unavailable, as they say in the business as All well. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, just uh, apropos of nothing, just start dropping names when you see Wink Martindale. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. Yeah. I'll laugh. I don't know. I don't know if CBS will. But, I'll do it for an audience of one. Thanks. It's, it's, appreciate <laughs> that. Ian Eagle here uh, on the uh, Rich Eisen Show. When you, when you were in Carolina last week and you spoke to Matt Rule prior to the 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 49ers Panthers game you yeah. just called with Charles Davis did you get a sense that Matt Rule knew the the clock was ticking did you get that sense uh, from him yeah I mean I got the sense that they felt that it was not going in the right direction right. certainly uh, nothing in our in our back and forth indicated that he was worried this week but there was a general feeling in in that area that one more lopsided loss or a loss where they just don't 
look like a team that is put together to make a run in the NFL was probably going to be enough. So not shocking Monday when, when it happened. It's, uh, it's a very tough situation there because they swung and missed on, on a couple of quarterbacks. And in this league, if, if you whiff in that department, that can set you back five years in, in whatever rebuilding plan you're, you're trying to come up with. Yeah, I think back, I had them his first year. Teddy Bridgewater was, was the QB. They had a game in Washington late in the season, and they won the game. And you thought that things were starting to come together and Matt's imprint was being formed, but I didn't get the sense that he saw Bridgewater as, as the long-term answer, and clearly he didn't because Teddy was done by the end of the year. They make the decision to go for Sam Darnold. Uh, that, you know, unfortunately backfires, and then the Baker Mayfield decision. The irony is that I really think they were in the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation seriously, and mm. it might have been the lead team, but ultimately they they didn't pull the trigger, and maybe they'd be in a different position. Not to say that uh, all of a sudden Carolina would be a playoff team, but they might have been more competitive with Jimmy G, and maybe we wouldn't be talking about this right now. And the irony that the quarterback who beat the Panthers um, and yep. uh, and and helped, I guess, f- make a decision for David Tepper it w- was Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the irony of all of that. And so you've called the Bills beating the Ravens, and you just saw the Niners. Which is the better of the two teams, do you think? Uh, and I ask that with no, even no, knowing that the entirety of our business is put, including myself, our markers on the bills. But you've seen them in person. I'm uh, seriously, you yeah. Know? So what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think Buffalo is the best team in the NFL. I think they're the people's champ in many ways because <laughs> of how they lost last year. There are a lot of people that weren't even Bills fans that are now on board because they want to see the team fulfill whatever destiny that that might be in front of them and they're fun they're just a they're a fun loving team that that's tone is set by josh allen because of who he is and how he carries himself and how he interacts with his teammates and then how he goes out and performs every week uh, to me they they are pound for pound the best team in the nfl san francisco's a really nice story considering what could have happened and when what the plan was. The plan was Trey Lance, and I'm not sure how it all would have ended up over the course of the season. They were going to stick with the plan, but the injury allowed Jimmy Garoppolo to come back and and be the quarterback of his team, and in the short term, I think they're better off because of it. They're going to win more games with Jimmy Garoppolo under center compared to Trey Lance. What does that mean in 2023 and 24 i don't know i just know now he's the right guy and their defense is elite legit they're they're going to be a factor in the nfc we're going to be talking about them in january and i'm curious to see how how it all evolves but i i think they're stable i i I think they're on on very solid ground right now Ian Eagle here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's uh, let's flip the script here um, and um, and move to uh, another gig of yours as the voice of the Brooklyn Nets. And my apologies for setting up this conversation this way, but that's that's an advance. You just called the Bills a fun-loving team. What do you call the <laughs> What do you call the Brooklyn Nets, Ian Eagle? Uh, they're a little dramatic. 
I would say that's that's probably the the best way to put it. I think they got a lot of their stuff on the table, okay. which needed to happen in order to to move past all this. Whatever was happening behind the scenes throughout last season that never really got to the forefront, but was percolating, finally came out once they got swept by the Boston Celtics. So they needed. To, to deal with a lot of this stuff, whether it was Kevin Durant and Sean Marks, whether it was ownership, whether it was Kyrie Irving, whether it was Steve Nash, all of this needed to be dealt with in person like adults. And I think they've, they've now done that. What does it mean for this year? I would say they might be the most difficult team right now to predict what their win total could be. If, this thing works and it clicks and Ben Simmons looks like the guy that went to the all-star game three times as a member of the 76ers and was all NBA first team defense. If it all clicks, they could be a 50 plus one team and, and be a serious factor. But what we learned last year is what do you do in the face of adversity, mm. whether it be injuries, whether it be off the court stuff, uh, the inner workings of the franchise, culture, as we discussed earlier with the Giants. How How is that handled? That part we don't know. That part is a complete mystery. And I think by their own admission, they don't know how that's going to go. So in terms of intrigue, uh, they're right up there with anybody in the NBA. And then the relevance factor. Rich, you grew up in New York. You You know that the Nets didn't get a whole lot of play through the years in our childhood. They are a team that's talked about a lot, and that comes with a whole different set of challenges when you're under the microscope. So they're learning about that and, and dealing with it day to day. When when this season gets going next week, they're going to be one of the hot topics of conversation once again. You know, I, it's just going to be a fascinating watch, Ian, certainly with you at the call for many of them. Because I don't know of another team, I mean, and again, you've been around the New York area for a long time, and I, it's where I grew up, too. I don't know of another New York team where, you know, the 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 team is put together and, because where else are you going to go? What other options did you really have? You know, I mean, yeah. like Kyrie, hey, we're, you know, sure you opted in. Who else is going to give you that money? Durant opted out. Well, you know, you want it out, but... You know, where where were you going to go? No one was going to give us anything you're worth, so you might as well stay here and play with Kyrie. And uh, also, Simmons, no one else wanted you. We, we took you. We, you know, I guess I guess you want to play, so why not here, right? I mean, it just – how many of those stars can you just put together under the, under the guise of, hey, you wanted to be together, right, once? <laughs> Maybe not now. And then put it in the, in the hands of a guy in Steve Nash who – reportedly had a vote of no confidence from almost every single person I just mentioned. How does that happen, right? Is there another team like that? Yeah. It, it doesn't happen often where it normally leads to success. So if it does happen, usually it means that the team is fracturing right. and they're going to have to go in a different direction. Here, here's the, the thing about it. Winning is the best deodorant <laughs> in sports. If you win... All of the things you're talking about begin to dissipate. And then the focus becomes on winning. And the focus becomes on how this team has somehow come together amidst all the challenges. Uh, that's 
why we tune in. That's why it draws so much interest across all the major sports. It is a reality show in many ways, and the unpredictable nature of it keeps bringing us back. So, you know, here we are before the season starts. You and I had a discussion a year ago prior to the net season. How is it going to go? How is it going to work out? It didn't work out well. James Harden didn't want to be there. He forced his way out. He completely separated himself from the team to the point where they didn't have a choice. They recognized it was irreparable. They make a deal for Ben Simmons, hoping that he's on his way back physically to be a part of this thing and be a part of a playoff run. As late as the final week of the regular season, they thought he still had a chance to play, and then he could not play. Uh, The back was a legitimate issue and required surgery. So they go into the playoffs, they get swept by Boston, and after having a lead playing at a high level in game one, should have won the game. Tatum beats the buzzer to beat them in game one, and that was it. They never recovered from that. So all of those happenings taking place in the manner that they did leave us in this position now where we have no idea, truly no idea, what this team is going to be. It's exciting in some ways, and then the other part of it uh, can can be a little bit unnerving because it, it's hard to to visualize how all of this is going to go. Ian, you're the best. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I look forward again to hearing you and Charles Davis on the call of Ravens and Giants. And then especially, you know, if uh, the Ravens are going for it on fourth down, as you know, John Harbaugh always does that uh, against a Wink Martindale defense. You can call <laughs> oh no, you can call John Harbaugh, wait for it, the Peter Tamarkin trying to press his luck. Please, I could. it's right I there. Could do that. It's Peter. He's like the Peter Tamarkin going against Wink Martindale. This has got to happen. It's got to yes, happen. The, yes, yeah. the new quality control coach Chuck Woolery involved <laughs> in that decision. And we'll be back. And well, certainly, if they go for two and two, come on now. This is it, Ian. <laughs> this is Ian. Please, I mean, it's on a platter. Is all I'm saying. It writes itself. <laughs> Please say hello to Charles Davis for me, will you please? Will. Please do that. Take care, brother. Thanks, That's Ian Eagle, everybody. Ian Eagle right here. Peter Tamarkin, everybody. <laughs> the whammy. Press your press your luck. That is definitely a game, you know. Hey, look, Ravens Giants. This is uh Ravens Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on a minute. Wait one second. Yes, I am correct. Let's do this right here. This is that uh, if you will. 17th extra regular season game. Oh. Yes, I believe the Jets and the Giants are each playing their um their regular season. No, no, the Jet the Jets do hold on a minute. Let me get this right. I need to get this right. Certainly since I'm ad libbing this sort of stuff right here, <laughs> yeah, right now. Is, uh, no, the, the Jets play the NFC North this year. But the Giants this year, the New York football Giants this year, um, take on let me see right here do they play every single no they do not they take on the AFC South this year this is the one extra game where an ANFC team visits an AFC team of a specific division and it's the AFC North that's it right there boom you got the extra game I love these extra games they're always interesting all right yeah 16 was fine eh. I like the 17th I like it 
I like the seventh playoff team, but an extra game Chris, is like... Chris, oh. it gives us more football to talk about. Let us not. Let How us can not. you complain about extra football, uh, Chris? Exactly. This guy. You want to know why? I played football. <laughs> Let's take a break. Football hurts. Let's take a break, everybody. <laughs> you compensated like these guys were compensated. For, for those, on the, uh, for, for those um, waiting for my uh, power rankings... Sorry, you're going to have to wait a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people just turn the radio off, Rich? No, 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 because they're gonna, it's going to have a compelling conversation about the horror show that unvo- unfolded in, uh, in Houston yesterday for Seattle. And also, we'll set, you, we'll set the table with Nick Totoro. And wait till you see this piece of video that I'm going to show you, that I have exclusively. That's next. Wait for that. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors, folks. You're unlocking potential. I've been telling you, it's the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit that open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit of adventure, and check all those big, bold, and fun adventures right off of your bucket list because when you own a mercedes-benz sprinter van it lets you live work and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they're going to take you with 16 body types your choice of a gas or a diesel engine and thousands of ways to customize this sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them so now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most don't wait unlock your potential inside a mercedes-benz sprinter 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We will take your phone calls on this program. I got my power rankings. That's for darn sure. Uh, Nick Tatero is about to join us in studio in person. We're also going to have Jeannie Buss in studio in person in hour number three. Mike Pereira and all the craziness involving roughing the passer. You know when you watch a horror movie hmm. and you, you, you see on the screen somebody that should know better. And you know, you, you, you know something horrific is about to befall this person. And you, just, you can't understand why they're continuing to go down that dark hallway sure, or <laughs> just walk into that room without turning a light on. Right? Yeah, like, what are you doing? The phone rings. Don't answer it. No. The calls are coming from within the house, right? Like you, it, and so you, you, you kind of put your hand over your face and you watch through your fingers. You watch the inevitable incur. Right? Some yell at the screen. And oh, try to exactly. Get to Don't yeah. do it. What are you doing? Yeah. That's oh, what wow. I... That's what I was like yesterday when Scott Service called upon Robbie Ray to try and close out a game in Houston with Jordan Alvarez at the plate. Let's play lefty-lefty, even though Robbie Ray hasn't done this ever. Um, And you just took your struggling closer out, 
Mm-hmm. In game one, we're already establishing if my closer has issues closing, we're removing him for somebody who's not done this. And on top of it, I know this personally because Robbie Ray is on my fantasy team or my son's fantasy team, Cooper's fantasy team that I co-own with him, and he has been struggling. And not just struggling, but against Houston. Remember we had a caller yesterday from Seattle saying the Mariners are going to beat Houston? And I'm like, fine, I'm genuine. Castillo might get it done, but Robbie Ray concerns me because Houston has been savaging him. First pitch through my fingers, Jordan Alvarez takes the mightiest hack of them all on a fastball, and I'm thinking to myself as he fouled it off. Big cut, man. At that point in time, Chris, you're sitting at home next to Sarah, who's on this program Friday, and you're telling her, what? What are you telling her? Robbie Ray comes into the game, Jordan comes up, and I goes, he's definitely hitting a home run here. A three-run shot. And she goes to win it. She goes, nah, he's gonna strike out. Uh, I go, okay. Has she, has she not seen <laughs> horror movies? She strikes me as a worldly pop culture savvy person. I know she is. Yeah. Honestly, you could just feel the game honestly, going this way, man. You could just feel it. Honestly, and it's a phrase you hear a lot in lingo and jargon from baseball announcers. And I, whenever I heard it over the last several months, I would teach my kids what they mean by middle, middle. You might hear that a lot. Middle, middle. What that means is it's the middle of the strike zone, both longitudinally and latitudinally. Like if you could pinpoint right in the middle where a ball would go, it's middle, middle. Doesn't move very much. It's just straight. Just boom. Broadway. And that's what Robbie Ray delivered to Jordan Alvarez. And for maybe folks who aren't diehard baseball fans but do have kids, it's as if the Mariners decided in their most important spot, having already chased Justin Verlander by putting seven on him, it's as if they turned this playoff baseball game into a T-ball game and put out a T and said to Jordan Alvarez, I'm placing it on the tee, and you get one swing at it. Hit it as far as you can. Go. (laughs) And unfortunately for Mariners fans, it is like the last at-bat of the run through the order in a t-ball game where everybody gets to run around the bases. I mean, I saw it coming. And then I read Jason Stark, who I follow afterwards on Twitter, saying Scott Service said after the game, well, we talked about it going into the series. We had a plan. We just didn't execute it. Oh, I'm sorry. You talked about it. My bad. So you you had a plan, and your plan was, let's bring in Robbie Ray to pitch to Jordan Alvarez. That was the plan? The plan, is, the plan is, let's abandon our closer in game one. Really? That's the plan? I was, I was and we'll talk about it with Nick Turturro in a second here. I was biting my fingers down in the cuticles last night when Aaron Boone took out Wandy Peralta, who did very well in the eighth inning and pitched to one batter in the ninth to give a soft playoff opening to the guy who was so good. He was the, without a doubt, all-star closer for the American League because he had such a great first half in Clay Holmes. Second half of the season, he has been wild and he has been unreliable to the point where they were even considering giving Aroldis Chapman a shot at the job again. Yikes. Until he imploded by getting a tattoo and he couldn't, Answer the bell because it got infected. And then when I guess he was told that he wasn't going to be on the postseason roster, he just bolted. 
So they bring in Clay Holmes, and he hits the first batter. And I thought to myself, what happens if Holmes can't perform here? Game one, your closer gets blown up in game one of a playoff series. That is a major problem. But at least Boone pushed the button. What about the plan to go with your closer and stick with him? And I know this is 2020 hindsight, but you're seeing your closer struggle. Let's take him out and bring in a guy who doesn't ever do this and who has been lit up by the Astros and who's so pig-headed that as Pedro Martinez saw and said after the game, check your ego at the door. Did you not see that first hack on your fastball? Like, you're not going to see that again. That's what Pedro said. You shouldn't see that again in the rest of the at-bat. Middle, middle, man. And I feel for you Mariners fans. Feel for you because you got to come out with that win. You got to. Have to. You put, your, you put your marker down on that game. We are young and we are coming for you. And Justin Verlander, your yesterday's news, yeah. our home run king, he's, he's going to go and damn near hit for a cycle or have an opportunity for that with a double and a triple. And Suarez is going yard and Crawford's going yard. And we are shutting all you folks up. And we're taking game one, and we're going back to Seattle with a home field advantage. Good luck on that. Nope. This series is over, right? I can't say that. But how about we come up with a plan to stick with a plan, not try and execute a plan that nobody's ever heard of with somebody who clearly wasn't ready for it? What the hell was that? (laughs) Hour two coming up. I, you know, I, I throw it in the dirt. Come like, on. Like, come I, don't on. I don't know. I don't know. The minute he got ahead as well with the fastball, I thought to myself, okay, you got that out of the way. You did get one, your fat, your one fastball here. Let's start throwing junk. Low and away, low and away, low and away. Nope. Grooved. Was that, that was Chan Ho Park, right? To Cal Ripken. That was a cookie. Well, Chan Ho Park to Cal Ripken, I believe was intentional. This is not intentional. Oh, that, oh, got it. Not Ooh. intentional. Has it come down yet? I don't think it's landed yet. Oh, my God. You saw, I mean, it was literally a horror movie. Oh it's just it like, a, don't go in that room. Bomb. Don't do that. Turn the light on first. Call the cops. Yeah, Get out of the, run. Don't go run. upstairs. Don't run. go upstairs. Why do they always go upstairs? Right. Or downstairs. The basement. It's like that. that yeah, stay on commercial. the same floor. Stay on the yeah, same. Just, just it's stay like those commercials. Yeah, the commercials. Like the, yeah, so, with the like, chainsaws yeah, hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we just chainsaws. get into the running <laughs> car? No, I think let's go over here. <laughs> yeah. a garage the full it's, of chainsaws. It's, it's, right, it's, it's like Austin Powers, right? It's with, with uh, Dr. Evil, where it's just like, what, 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 why do you need the lasers? Just shoot them. Just shoot them now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't really Honestly, it's movies. as obvious as it comes, man. As soon as he made that move, I'm like, oh, God, this is over. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Nick Taturo is in studio to talk about the rest of the playoffs, including this. And Jeannie Buss right behind him at some point.